that's really the goal with OCP is really to take companies that are doing well now, preserving the legacy of the owners that we're obviously buying these businesses from, and then taking it to the next level with the goal of doing well, but also doing good. People need to sell their businesses. And it's not always the case whereby, okay, you have a family business, maybe the son or the heir doesn't want, or the, or the daughter doesn't want to own that business. So maybe you just have to sell the business. That's really what has led me and led us to obviously pursuing this path of acquisition entrepreneurship. I look forward to just acquiring our brands and just really taking things from there, just really growing these brands to household names, really. Um, and then just obviously making a positive impact in the communities that we serve. We're building something and I thought, okay, um, this format is the best way to, to bring it to the fore and um, just let the audience know about what we're doing. Retail and e-commerce have witnessed an unprecedented transformation in the last decade. The widespread adoption of mobile technology, social media, as well as the lowered cost of cloud-based technology have not only eroded the barriers to entry in retail, but it's also led to the rapid rise and dominance of digital native product brands that sell directly to their customers. On this podcast, you'll get the scoop on customer acquisition and retention strategies employed by high-growth digital native product brands. Not being afraid to spend because you know that customer is going to pay it back uh, three or four-fold. That's when you start to unlock channels in the way that they were meant to be used. And Listen to interviews with experts at the forefront of technology and innovation in digital retail. Three years ago, they wouldn't have come to us because, yeah, the macro trend of cloud, Wi-Fi, broadband availability, that was a real, that was a real problem. Hear first-hand stories from founders of innovative direct-to-consumer brands. Although I was thinking about the competition, I was more thinking about, like, how do I just build a freaking successful business? We focus on driving as much traffic as possible, converting that traffic, uh, and then dumping money back into driving more traffic. These insights will help you consistently 2x growth in specific areas of your direct-to-consumer brand. This is the 2x e-commerce podcast, hosted by Kunle Campbell. Hi, 2Xers. Welcome to the e-commerce podcast show. I'm your host, Kunle Campbell. The 2X e-commerce podcast show is dedicated to digital commerce insights for retail and e-commerce teams. Each week on the podcast, we interview either a commerce expert, a founder of a digital native consumer brand, or a representative from a best-in-class commerce SaaS product with a very, very tight remit to give you ideas to test right away on your brand so you can improve commerce growth metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, your audience size, and ultimately your gross merchant value or sales. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast because we're here to help you sell more sustainably. The 2X e-commerce podcast is brought to you by Klaviyo, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for email and SMS messaging. Whether you're launching your e-commerce business or taking your brand to the next level, Klaviyo gives you the tools to get growing faster. That is why it's trusted by over 50,000 e-commerce brands like Brooklinen, Non, and Chubby's. Build your contact list, send emails that pop, and create marketing moments that build valuable customer relationships over any distance. 
Get started for free today. Visit klaviyo.com forward slash 2x to create your free account. That is K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com forward slash 2x. Hey, everybody. Um, so if you're watching this on YouTube, it's a completely different setup. Um, as you can imagine, we're in person for the first time. There is a reason for this. Um, but just welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast. Um, and thank you for tuning in. This episode is a very special one. Um, I'm joined by my business partner, Ayo Desu. Hi, Ayo. Hey, guys. Hey, Kenley. Are you doing? Not too bad. I'm doing well. Thank is you. Is this your first podcast appearance? Or? This is my first official podcast appearance. I was, I went on, or oh, like when I was on holiday, I went on a radio show. Very, very random. You haven't told me about that one. Yeah, I haven't told you about that <laughs> one, but it was a very random thing. I think we went out one night and some guy was like, oh, you guys look really cool. You look really interesting. Would you like to come on my radio show? And we're like, yeah, why not? But yeah. This what country my, was that? This was in Miami, actually. Wow. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll keep that for later. Yeah. We'll talk about it for, for later. But um, it's been interesting. We have known each other for close to a year now. Yeah. Um, I think it was February, March of um, 21. Yes, yeah, more than a year, actually. Yeah. And um, we're, we're building something. Yeah. We're building something. And I thought, okay, um, this format is the best way to to bring it to the fore and um, just let the audience know about what we're doing. But before we jump right into to that, to, to give people um, kind of like an idea of what we're doing or a glimpse into what we're doing, I, I'd i like you to give a bit about your background. Um, you know, who who is Ayo? Okay, so yeah, I can, I can just give you a brief synopsis of like who I am. Um, so... Born in Lagos, Nigeria, I, would, uh, I then came over to England for boarding school and then just schooled here more or less. Um, then worked in private equity for a while for a $200 million fund called Ver Capital, doing um, buy-side work. So like I was exposed to industries like um, TMT, consumer goods, financial services. What is TMT? TMT is technology, media, and telecoms. I've been wanting to ask you that. Because yeah. <laughs> you said that like... <laughs> 30 times yeah, and I'm no. like, okay, it just, okay. <laughs> oh, no, but, uh, no, right. no, but I'm glad, yeah, TMT is just, yeah, technology, media and telecom. So yeah, doing that, looking at some deals there. Then after that, did a master's, uh, CAS Business School in Management. After that, worked for a family office, um, leading their digital transformation and fundraising initiatives, which was pretty, pretty successful. And it kind of opened my eyes into like this digital world and this digital first world. And actually led me to doing another master's um, in business innovation with e-business, something that you and I share a passion for. And then um, after that, really, I think OCP was just born and we connected. What is OCP? So OCP is Octillion Capital Partners for for four. Um, what we do is that we're looking to acquire diamond in the rough e-commerce businesses, so direct-to-consumer businesses as well as marketplace businesses, with the goal of improving the operational efficiencies um, by looking at a customer-centric, socially conscious and omni-channel expansion approach that could potentially unlock retail opportunities for these brands as well as fundraising opportunities for these brands. And with the brilliant head of Kunle Campbell leading our operational activities as well as helping with the sourcing and diligence of these businesses, we're really we're really onto something. Okay, I, I, I would accept the, the accolades there, but um, I, I'll give you my own story. You know, um, 
So I, I have this never ending, um, I think I've mentioned it in the podcast where I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book. Yeah. I have this never ending project. Um, but touch wood, it will happen. Um, so I was um, essentially searching, I was trying to write a bio yeah. for, for the book. And um, I recall when I was essentially searching for universities, you know, for, for, for masters back in um, in the noughties. And I um, I applied for you know to University of Birkbeck, um, Warwick, and I forgot the third one. It starts with an M. Was it Newcastle? No, it's in London. Middlesex. Too. No, it's in London. M. It starts with an M. Uh, when no 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 it starts with W. Westminster. Westminster, I think. Yeah. I think it's University of Westminster, and they all had e-business degrees. Okay. And two of them rejected me. Wow. Burbeck and um, Westminster. And he went Warwick. And then Warwick, the top number seven or something, yeah. top, top seven school, accepted me. And I, I just told my folks, bye-bye. I'll see such you guys is, later. Such is love. I'm, not, I'm off to Coventry. <laughs> I'm off to Cov. You know, um, but, but yeah, so I was trying to sort of juggle my memory on Burbeck. And then your profile popped up, e-business. I tapped out e-business, Burbank. Yeah, your profile popped up. And months prior, I'd been reading a lot about private equity. Mm-hmm. I got an audio book. When I want to get into stuff, I would tend to read at least yeah. three or four books around the stuff or listen to podcasts. Yeah. I would search through shop Spotify or iTunes. So um, I, I came across your profile, hit the LinkedIn, I was like, well, this is what I'm doing. Um, let me just hit you up. Mm-hmm. We had an, uh, a meeting. I think you put it in your notion as low priority, if I'm not mistaken. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, um, no eventually. <laughs> no. That's how that's a, that's how most stories start. <laughs> I think, no, I, I don't remember what happened. I remember you sent me a message, but I think I didn't respond for maybe like a day or two. I think yeah. I was just a little bit busy. And then we finally caught up and then I was just like, whoa, this guy is... I just like the approach, the way you came about it was just so so nice and then obviously when we finally spoke i think it was around like uh february or march like an easter east right, like right, th- there was right. like a bank holiday or something and then we just really got on yeah and just like the the openness from your end was just for me was most people would think that shows weakness but it for me it just showed your strength and it was it was yeah it's been a pleasure of, i think obviously. my missus says um it's tt tt TTI, too much, 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 too you were um how pre- just prepared you were for with what you were doing um from a search fund standpoint an acquisition company stand standpoint and um we we synergized a bit dipped our feet in in the waters just a little bit yeah. um we've been through about 300 deals 350 350 deals we had um, we hired a, an exec um you know over there, Sahil at the time, um, who was going through deal flow for us. And we were gonna we're gonna make an acquisition, weren't we? Yeah. And um our 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 thoughts we we, we go further up 
the value chain, yeah. right? Um, it's been incredible. We've spoken to like 60 or so, um, yeah, you know, sellers. founders, sellers yeah. of their businesses. And um, for the, for some of these guys, it's life-changing. Yeah, it's life-changing. It's, it's life-changing. Um, some are stuck with with the with the businesses. Others um, want to do something more meaningful. Um, others have hit a, a play to in terms of know-how yeah. and, and finances. And we've just spotted an opportunity for undervalued businesses and you know people keen to to sell their, their e-commerce businesses yeah um yeah so what would you say um our mission is i know you, you talked about acquiring building growing culture defining you know commerce brands um what, what, what deeply what, what is the mission of ocp i think for us we're obviously looking to take these businesses to a new level that could not only make a significant impact in like the finances, but also in the community for each one of those businesses. So if we buy a business that is, I don't know, that has roots to maybe some kind of like wildlife preservation or something like that, we can obviously look to do something good um, in that space also. So I think it's really like we were in a unique position because we're going to own portfolio companies and each of those portfolio companies might be in different maybe areas and we can maybe have an impact in all those different areas. Um, so I think that's really the goal with OCP is really to take companies that are doing well now, preserving the legacy of the owners that we're obviously buying these businesses from I like that. and then taking it to the next level with the goal of doing well, but also doing good. Yeah. Kind of like, um, a parent when, you know, their child has done well. Yeah. So yeah, that's my child. Yeah. That's my child. <laughs> That's my yes, That's on, my the stage, on the stage, on the stage. Nigerian parents, you know. Nigerian. Right? <laughs> you have to do well. You must do well. But but yeah, makes makes a ton of sense. Makes a ton of sense. Um, should we kind of give some how we're thinking, like um, our criteria um, on? potential businesses we're looking to I think one thing to 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 note that sets us apart is the fact that we're boutique yeah um we it's it, we're, we're looking at um, a limited number of acquisitions over the next um, you know f- few years um I want to speak to why um why why we're we're, we're doing what we're doing we talked we spoke about the mission but but why are we what why didn't you I mean you've worked in private equity, worked in a family office. Um, you know, these are substantial organizations. So, so why the the root of the entrepreneur? It's rough. Yeah, the root of the entrepreneur is rough, but we have to be very cognizant of the new type of entrepreneur, which is the acquisition entrepreneur, mm-hmm. which is what we are and what we're essentially looking to do because we're looking to buy businesses and take them from more or less like one to two as opposed to take them from zero to two. And I think that's obviously easier. And I think that's where our skill sets lie mm-hmm. to take businesses that already have proof of concept and mm-hmm. then just take them to the next level using our skills, expertise, partnerships with key partners that we have and just building the right team. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really where I'm going. And again, in the States now, you're seeing this thing with the SBA loan because essentially what we have is a transition of ownership from baby boomers to like millennials, like Gen Z's, in which we're transitioning business assets from obviously the baby boomers to millennials who are now, the, I think, the, the greatest percentage in the workforce at the mm-hmm. moment. And people need to sell their businesses. And it's not always the case whereby, okay, you have a family business, maybe the son or the heir doesn't want, or the, or the daughter doesn't want to own that business. So 
maybe you just have to sell the business. Mm. So that's really what has led me and led us to obviously pursuing this path of acquisition entrepreneurship and this buy and build model. Um, so yeah, I think that's really yeah. what it is. And, and, and I do think that, you know, um, in, 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 in the fa- from an acquisition standpoint, you're buying traction. You're buying time. You're buying time. And with the right systems in place, you could shoot it to the moon, yeah. so, you know, literally. You could, if, if you know what you're doing, you've done your diligence on the market in which they operate, on how the operators are currently operating it, there is a lot of potential to yeah. further drive growth, yeah. um, which is which is fascinating in itself. And, and and I think you speak for both of us in regards to to why um, you know f- for me it's it's about freedom for the sellers. Mm. You know, just giving them life changing their retirement fund. In, in in many cases, some people want to do more meaningful things. Yeah. Giving it to them, handing over to the baton, and you know. We being caretakers, essentially, mm. and patrons to 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 the legacy they've built, and and, and further, you know, grow them significantly, um, which which is which is fascinating in in itself. I think you said it on one of the investor calls, which is you said I think they asked you this question, and then you said it's financial liberation through exit for sellers. Absolutely, so. absolutely. You know, you said it better now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had some time to think about it. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Great stuff, great stuff. Let's take this quick break to hear from our sponsors. Let's take a quick break to talk about screwing up. Accidents happen. Perhaps you installed an app that messed up your theme or a CSV import completely messed up your product catalog. Common myth, cloud-based e-commerce platforms like Shopify and BigCommerce have automatic backup solutions you can use when something goes wrong with your store. This is simply untrue. They don't. Myth busted. So what do you do? You use Rewind. Rewind will protect Shopify and BigCommerce stores with automatic backups. Rewind should be the first app you install to protect your store against human error, misbehaving apps, or collaborators gone bad. It's like having your very own magic undo button. Rewind is trusted by over 25,000 businesses from side hustles to the biggest retail brands you can think of. Gymshark, Movement Watches and Pampers all use Rewind for automatic backups. So here's the deal for 2Xs. If you head over to rewind.io, which is R-E-W-I-N-D.io, install Rewind, you'll get to use it for free for seven days. If you reach out to the Rewind team and mention the 2X e-commerce podcast, then extend your seven-day trial for a full month for free. Enjoy peace of mind with Rewind backups. Remember to head over to rewind.io and don't forget to mention the 2X e-commerce podcast for a full month trial. Did you know that loyal customers are nine times more likely to convert compared to a first-time shopper? That's why exceptional customer service is so important for your retention and growth. I recommend using Gorgeous, the leading help desk for Shopify, Magento, and big commerce merchants. Gorgeous combines all your communication channels, including email, SMS, social media, 
live chat, and phone into one platform. This saves your team hours per day and makes managing customer orders a breeze. It also integrates seamlessly with your existing tech stack so you can access customer information and even edit, return, refund, or create an order right from your help desk. To learn more, go to gorgeous.com. That's G-O-R-G-I-A-S.com and mention 2X e-commerce podcast for two months free. That is gorgeous.com for two months free. Just mention 2X e-commerce. Should we, so we're, we're in a capital raise now. Um, five, five million is, is what we're, we're looking to, to, to raise. Um, there's been a lot of traction yeah. thus far. And um, we we're looking to to close when Q Q one yeah before the end of Q one really with the way we're going um, so yes yeah, very exciting times and I think it's just really about obviously just putting our heads down and just doing the work let the work speak for us and that's kind of it but yeah very very exciting times okay so with with the fund how how's that going to work um, so we're, our acquisition overview is that we're targeting four acquisitions. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking to buy businesses between the range of like 700k to 2 million with 1.5 million being our sweet spot for these businesses. Um, looking to obviously grow these businesses with a time horizon of like, let's say seven years, more mm-hmm. or less. Focused geographies that we're looking at is I think it's North America, the UK and Europe with a focus in Europe of like Germany, Spain and France, I believe. Um, And yeah, I think that's a little bit of our acquisition overview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and for the target companies, um, they they have to have, um, you know, a a moat component to 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 in them. So be it an active community. Um, retention, as exemplified in their retention rates, um, the, the, they should be profitable businesses already. Um, most of them would be um, turning profits of between 300k to 500k um, per year, because um, yeah, um, most of them would be 30% gross margins, net margins, net margin. Sorry. Um, what they should else? be operating for two years or more. Two years, yeah. Just giving us ability to obviously study the patterns, identify trends, so we can make informed decisions should we acquire the business. Yeah. We want a positive and ethical business. We don't want anything. We're not looking for dropshipping businesses or anything like that. We want real brands that we can grow for the long term mm-hmm. and just make them culture-defining, like we say. Um, and then again, in terms of sustainability, we're also on the lookout for um, people that are just doing things that are helping the planet. And we're not saying this is not, there's no greenwashing here. It's just, this is a big macro trend and this is something that myself and Casey care about. So we need to make sure that we are thinking about this and we're also looking out for businesses that um, like this. We're not saying we're going to be buying a business that is sustainable from the ground up. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we see one that meets our criteria, we definitely will. But it's just really trying to do some things. So like one, as, as we acquire these businesses, we'll be doing things like implementing an offset at checkout, creating clear recycling policies, um, maybe adding a or updating like the the, um, the, the brand ethos, adding mm-hmm. new sustainable products, yeah. things like that, essentially, just small changes. Yeah. And I think today's consumers really care about how they consume how things are produced and how things are disposed yeah and and so um if you know the numbers make sense even if the if the numbers make sense 
and um, you know, a, an operator is building something sustainable from ground up. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll be onto it. Yeah. We'll, we'll be no doubt onto it. Um, it. It's really important, you know, for the planet, for consumers, and um, for for longevity. Really, to to keep keep us all going. Um, Let's talk about um, how we think um, from a macro trend standpoint. You, you just made mention on on macro trends, very very important. We we talk about it. Should we give an example or two? I mean, there was a time we spoke to. Um, so, it, it, like a macro trend is is electric cars, right? Yeah. Under sustainability, under the, the umbrella of sustainability. Should you, do you want to give an overview of, of this founder? You spoke with I. I didn't get on that call, but you yeah. you got to, you got on the call with him. Um, so, so what was I thinking going into um, electric, you know, vehicles and yeah. So I think obviously for us um, at OCP, the way we or the way we um, think about um, our deal sourcing is that we take a very macro focused view. So looking at um, or identifying patterns that are shaping the world. And then we can then tailor our sourcing activity based on those patterns. Um, so for example, like with this sustainability um, 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 company that we could have acquired was this seller, he was selling, he was selling um, electric, sorry, he was selling accessories for Tesla owners. So exclusively just for people that had Tesla cars and young, young chap, very, very bright, very, very hardworking guy. And he was doing more or less like 7 million in revenue with around, I think, 32% net margins, more or less. Mm. And what that just tells me, and again, he was looking to sell the business and move on to something because it wasn't really his passion. He, had, mm-hmm. he I think he was having maybe some like f- um, family things. So he wanted, he wanted like some liquidity or some enhanced liquidity. And what that's just kind of like giving um, telling me from a sourcing perspective is that we just have to think about these things um, before we acquire business. We're not just acquiring businesses uh, because oh, they are profitable. We need to acquire businesses that have the right industry tailwind yep. behind us so we can actually acquire the business and then um, accelerate growth yep. backed by industry tailwind. Yep. So that's kind of like how we're thinking. Um, yep. I don't know if you have anything Couldn't to say. No, no, no. Backed by industry t- tailwind. Uh, it's so important. Um, it's momentum, really. Yeah. And um, we're going in the right direction, essentially, yeah. you know, following following those macro trends. And then um, we're potentially looking at, um, you know, roll-up strategy in in that respect, yeah. if, if, if need be. It all depends on what we see yeah. when we land. It's about landing, landing first and then, you know, absorbing the landscape and then making the right, you know, moves and decisions off yeah. the back of it, really. Um, yeah, so, so so that's that's fairly, fairly, fairly important. Um, what what else should we should we cover? Um, earnouts, you know, so we're we're not a run off the mill operation. Um, it's it's about earnouts. Should we give entrepreneurs listening to this episode um, just some guidelines on how to prep? up, you know, their house um, for potential, you know, acquisitions, not necessarily from us, but to get the highest value, you know, in the market. You know, I think that that is valuable. Do you have any any tips to, to operators? Um, any tips I can just say is one, make sure you have a business bank account. So that's separate from your personal account. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I think we, were, we dealt with a seller that their finances were just a bit muddled up. And what that just does is that increases time and also just complexity. Um, 
any other thing I would say is kind of just get all your assets ready. Um, so for example, if you like PNL stuff like that, maybe any like screenshots, things like that, just have them in like a file ready to go. So mm -hmm. if any potential maybe buyer wants to access some of these things quickly, you just have it there. It just makes it more of a professional and a seamless process as opposed to if they're asking you for this, you have to wait for this, you have to wait for this. It just, buyers can get, uh, they can get frustrated because they're seeing a lot of things in the market. So as long as you're kind of like prep and really ready to sell, mm -hmm. I would say the other thing is really understanding the multiples of your business. Obviously your business is not more, is not valued based on your revenues, based on your net profit. Mm -hmm. um, so just kind of really understanding, okay, this is, I need to take out all the cost to sell. I need to take all the expenses and then that can then get at my um, net, 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 um, net figure. And then obviously use the appropriate multiple to value that business. And then again, just be, I would say, be flexible to different structures. So, so like you said, the earnout is one structure. Mm -hmm. um, maybe you might even reinvest, like roll over the, maybe like a portion of your money into the business. So you're actually an investor in that business moving forward. Mm -hmm. So just different, different things. If you can read any books or any, listen to any videos, I'm sure. I think they, there's a Shopify actually have like a, a guide as to what to, how to buy a business as well as how to sell a business. So mm -hmm. maybe just looking at some resources like that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That makes, makes, makes a ton of sense, makes a ton of sense. And then I think the only thing I'll add there would be just processes, you know, make yeah. sure you codify everything in, in your organization. So it's, it's almost like a turnkey. You're, you're handing over mm -hmm. somebody a system, you, the, the buyer a system. Um, with that, I think you're, you're good to go. You're maximizing your multiples and build your brand, build yeah, your brand, folks, yeah. build your brand, you know, I think that's uh, in your community. I definitely say, say yeah. more like brand. We're, brand. we're all about the brand. brand. We love yeah. the brand. Yeah, we absolutely. want to, we want to buy real consumer brands that elicit like real passion, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, okay. So speaking of brand or branding, um, what, what are your thoughts on, on like brand equity? I, I have mine. Uh, I will, I'll share mine. I think yeah. you should share yours, Casey. You, you reckon? Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, um, if you don't have a brand book, like if you don't have an identity, if like, I go into your Instagram feed and I don't know who, and, and I remove your, your, your name, you know, your, 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 your username on Instagram and I browse through your feed top level and I don't know who you are. You're doing a bad job at branding. Um, and that should also, so translates on other experiences. Branding is about experiences and feelings, right? It's very primal. It, it really should touch people emotionally it should trigger an emotion when um you know people so come across it um for the just much more quantifiable bits of branding um you should have your brand book everything should be in order so if an acquirer is coming to you know to acquire your brand they, they know your, your your branding systems you should have systems not just systems on how we fulfill orders or how we we we, we buy media you should have a brand system and and that maximizes it, but it's really about the feeling it it, it really delivers to, to 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 people, to to your audience, to your community. And I think the outcome of of, of branding is community. Um, sometimes you could brand with words, with certain words and products. Um, if all of what you're doing is just colors and typography, and it doesn't really translate to bringing you know people together as a community or through events or, or what have you, um, you you've not necessarily done um, you know the full job 
on on um on on it on on, on branding essentially okay so we'll we'll wrap up now um but before we wrap up i i just want to say that um you know this personally as an octillion um octillion capital partners for me it's it's legacy building um and from 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 my personal point of view i've you know served um in the industry for for a while you know um as a helper and i'm still still a helper you know in the industry um but just moving into um you know ownership you know just being an operator is is very key right um and and and, and that's um one big reason um i'm 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 an octillion um Aya, do you have any um any any final words um no not really i'm just very excited ab- uh, about the future i look forward to just acquiring our brands and just really taking things from there just really growing these brands to household names really um and then just obviously making a positive impact in the communities that we serve so really really looking forward to it really looking forward to working with casey and just building the team because we have a couple of very very interesting like people in the pipeline that we're going to be bringing on should everything go according to plan yeah we've been having some really interesting conversations with um with with potential members of our team um all a players um which which is just exciting i thank you for for those of you um who want to find out more it's octillioncapitalpartners.com or just google octillion capital partners or google io disu or can i'll link to it in the show notes anyway um thank you for listening um you're going to get much more shows in this format um i i just i like the in-person um i just like the in-person experience it is different from zoom (laughs) (laughs) completely different i think my challenge is getting guests to oxford because we're recording here in oxford i bless you you've you've come all the way from london it's not a 53 minute trip. 53 minutes um so it it might be we have a london studio and and the oxford studio we'll we'll do something but expect more shows in this format so thank you for watching if if this is on youtube and thank you for for listening on, on any other podcast um you know platform cheers guys bye guys thanks cheers to x's Thanks for listening to this episode of 2X e-commerce. We encourage you to connect with our community of 2X e-commerce listeners on our Facebook group, e-commerce growth accelerator mastermind. Just search for 2X e-commerce on Facebook to find it, answer three questions and you'll be approved. Grab the show notes of this episode on our website, 2xecommerce.com. Finally, if you haven't already, give the show a review on your podcasting app. Catch you on the next show and keep growing.